listening to the Fayetteville 411 podcast produced by the City of Fayetteville, where you'll get information about city government and the programs and services they provide. You'll get topics of interest and an inside look into the various departments that help keep our city moving. Thanks for joining us today for the inaugural podcast of the Fayetteville 411. I'm Sherry Kropp. And I'm Gavin McRoberts, and we're your host for this podcast. The Fable 411 is one of several podcasts that the city creates for the podcast channel called Radio Fable. Be sure to sub- subscribe to Radio Fable as we provide timely and informative updates every week on a variety of topics related to the city of Fable. The podcasts are available on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fable has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app available now on the Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. We wanted to kick off our first show by highlighting the department responsible for producing the Fayetteville 411 podcast. We're joined by Kevin Arada, Director of Corporate Communications, Kenneth Maynard, Chief Branding Officer for the City, and Maine Johnson, Public Information Specialist and Social Media Guru. And Sharon and I will also talk about Fay TV, the City of Fayetteville's Government Access Channel. But before we get to that point, I wanted to chat with Kevin a little bit about the role that Corporate Communications plays in promoting government transparency. So tell me a little bit, Kevin, tell me a little bit about the mission of the Corporate Communications Department. Sure, Gavin. So thanks uh, first for for hosting this. Glad to finally get this off the ground. I know we've been trying to do this for a while and glad that it's got some legs now. So uh, looking forward to this first one coming out. So from our perspective, the the mission for Corporate Communications is really to engage and engage with and keep the public informed. We do that a couple different ways uh, through some platforms you're going to hear about here with our guests today, uh, with Maine and Kenneth. Uh, We also do that through the media. Uh, And so let me just give you a a quick overview of about six things that we do, and then we'll talk more in depth about them as we move through this this show. Uh, So first, we do media relations, uh, where we're dealing primarily with the media and responding to the queries mostly of the local folks here in town. Uh, Second, we go through advertising, where we advertise in print publications, uh, the Fayetteville Press, Fayetteville Observer, and some other local ones here around town. Uh, Third, through social media, where we go through the social media platforms, which Maine is going to talk about today. Uh, fourth, uh, we also manage the city's website, which Kenneth is going to share with us a little bit about today. Uh, so the website for the entire city of Fayetteville. And then, as you said, Government Access Channel, which is uh, really yours and Sherry's uh, wheelhouse in terms of Fay TV. And then finally, although it's not something we're going to talk about today, we're also responsible for the print shop and mailroom for the city, uh, which is, is, a, is a pretty big uh, task in and of itself as well. Now, I know a lot of people, when you think of corporate communications, a lot of what comes into play is media relations, where you have to interact and um, work with the media. You, you've been in this industry a long time, uh, working in public affairs, public information. For you, what, how do you see your role when you interact and work with the media? So really, it's, uh, for, for us, it's all about transparency and making sure that we get the best information out as quickly as we can about what we do. And so, as I mentioned before, we, we deal a lot with the local media here in town, whether it's the Fayetteville Observer, RAL, uh, or the other local uh, stations that have affiliates and, and uh, reporters down here, and really getting information out through them to our constituents, to our citizens, to make sure that they learn about what's going on. Uh, and so, kind of the latest and greatest information. And so, that does, it's a huge job. We have, the, in fact, the only person not with us today from our team is Nicarla, uh, because she's doing some other stuff right now, but uh, she deals full time with them. Uh, working with the media to get that information out, whether it's responding to a query or from a proactive side, doing press releases on information that we feel is relevant to push out quickly to the media. And uh, I, I really appreciate you get, kind of giving some insight. Uh, 
into what uh, goes into media relations that kind of brings us up to our next subject, which is, you know, kind of that brand management and what does that mean? Uh, so, Kenneth, as the branding officer for the city, explain to listeners what branding means for a municipality. Because typically when we think of branding, we think of recognizable logos such as like the Nike Swish, the McDonald's, Golden Arches, the Amazon Smile. But it's more than just a logo, isn't it? Uh, yes, Sherry, it is more than just a logo. That's just one aspect of brand identity. Brand identity deals with messaging, uh, whether it's through our products, our promotions, uh, any type of messaging the city puts out internally and externally. It also deals with our reputation, our perception. Uh, we want to be perceived positively by the citizens and employees alike. So we want to make sure that brand is on message. And I mean, the city just recently updated the website, and I know that plays a big part into brand management. Um, tell me about some of the changes in the look and features of the new website. Well, we did recently launch the new website back in June. Uh, it has a focus in mind for resident services, front and center, very mobile friendly, as our previous site was before. And obviously the most important aspect of our new website is in emergency situations such as a hurricane or with COVID, what we're currently dealing with, the fact that we can get that information out quickly to people. In addition, aesthetically, it's a more improved website. It's more functional. It's more pleasing to look at. And we feel with all the content managers in the city, we have a, a, a better aspect as far as teamwork to make sure citizens get the timely information they need. Fortunately, we did work with Granicus, which is a leading provider of cloud-based information for, for cities and towns all across America. And we did use feedback from surveys from, from users, not just uh, locally, but all across the country, on what best to do. And using our analytics from our own website, we were able to organize the website how it needed to be as far as the most prominent places people visit on our website. And I, and I know our website is fablenc.gov and how valuable it is for us as a department, especially during uh, emergencies, to kind of get that information out to the public. Because one thing we know, when a hurricane comes through or a tornado, you might have uh, uh, lines, power lines down. People lose their ability to tune in on TV. They still have their phones, and they still have Internet, and they can still get that important information. Yes, 70% of our audience is using mobile phones to access our website, so it's vital that we have that information in a timely manner. And, and what's kind of our, uh, our, our click-through rate or you know, our visiting rate like on our website right now? Uh, it's very high. It's very high during emergencies. It's very high during those peak times. Uh, we have an initial bump with putting a new website up. Uh, we do see over time our numbers do increase over years. So uh, the, the reach of our website is always increasing. One of the numbers we talked about before, I always like to use an example, Gavin, when we first launched the new website back in 15, 2015, is that that was not mobile friendly. And so when that one was redone, we were typically getting about 75,000 page views per month. And then when we redid it and made that one mobile friendly, we jumped to about 175,000 page views per month. Part of that goes back to what Kenneth talked about, which is that now that we're mobile friendly, it's easier to access. Uh, we think, too, though, that with the new design that we've got and the even better mobile platform that we've got now, uh, it's going to go up even more from that. So we're looking probably in excess of 200,000 page views per month uh, for, from now forward. It's definitely a nice improvement, that's for sure. And also, one of the things, uh, like whenever we're in a crisis, uh, we need crisis communications up at the top of the web page. Typically, we put like an alert banner, which makes it very easy for people to just go to the top of the web page, click on that, and then they get all the information they need. Yes, we want people to see that right away, when they're, whether they're on their phone, their tablet, or their desktop, to see that information quickly. 
Okay, so Gavin, I guess we'll talk a little bit about Faye TV. That's another arm of the Corporate Communications Department. Um, we launched Faye TV uh, back in 2013. Um, Actually, uh, a public access channel was operated by Time Warner Cable. They decided they didn't want to be in the public access business anymore, so uh, they offered the channel to the city. For the content that we have on the channel, you can find it on Spectrum Cable Channel 7. Um, we have all types of content on there. Some of the original programming that we have is a weekly show, <clears throat> excuse me, that we call City Update, which we usually talk about a specific topic. It might be a hot topic or something entertainment or some news within the city. And even sometimes we uh, interview outside organizations that we collaborate with um, uh, on a regular basis, such as the Arts Council, Cool Spring Downtown District, things like that. We also have uh, Fayetteville in Five, which is more of like a news type program where we highlight um, stories that are happening within the city of Fayetteville government. Of course, we broadcast the city council meetings, we produce PSAs and promos for the city and departmental videos and um, all kinds of content like that. I think one of my favorite shows that we do, just me personally, from a perspective as a videographer, is Day in the Life, where we kind of go out and, and we follow employees, and as they kind of tell their story about what it is that they do for the city um, and what it is that they enjoy about their job and find rewarding. I think it's a it's a great way to kind of get out there in the field and see what all uh, different things that the city provides. And, and I, I know one of the other new things that uh, we introduced this year with uh, Fay TV is the ability to stream to your smart TV. So we're now streaming to Roku's, Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. All you got to do is search for Fable or Fay TV, and you should be able to find our channel. And all of our videos are posted up on YouTube, so you can look at all of our content there as uh, well as going to the web page. You can also access them that way. But another way we get the city, um, we get information about the city out um, is through our social media platforms. Maine, where can people find us to get that information? You can go directly to the platforms themselves. We are prominent on Facebook, um, Twitter, and also Instagram. You can also go to the website, a newly redesigned website that Kenneth just spoke about. And if you look on the right column, you'll see the icons where you can click and be redirected to those sites. I imagine social media is a real game changer when it talks about uh, that power of communication and just really interacting, informing, and, and promoting transparency. It is. It's a new tool. Well, actually, new is a, a relative term, but it's the newest tool in the arsenal of getting information out to the public, along with print, television, and radio. It allows uh, us to get access to individuals directly in their pocket, you know, on, on their cell phone devices, on, on, on their desktop computers, on tablets. But what it does mostly is it reaches to people in different populations. We have the different platforms that we use with Facebook, and it has its demo. Instagram has its demo, and so does Twitter. So we're able to reach those individuals who are interested in those platforms in the way they most are most used to getting the information. In Maine, in crisis situations, having these various platforms is so crucial. Talk about that. It is. It is actually the best resource to get information out to the public in, in a prompt manner. Usually uh, when we have crisis situations, we don't know what resources are going to be available to residents, be it uh, the electricity or, or phone access. But most times people have their cell phones. They can always keep it in their pocket and disseminating all the information that we gather as a department until that one source of, 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 of uh, I guess, distribution allows residents to get the information they need in a timely manner. We dealt with it with Hurricane Matthew, Hurricane Florence, 
And in future um, situations, we want to have that as a tool that we can use to get information out to the public. Right, and it is so important to have that that local connection because when people turn on the news uh, or listen to the radio, it might be in Raleigh or you know the surrounding areas. But right here in Fayetteville is where they can get the information on me, the uh, me, Facebook page. Let me just jump in too for and, and kind of kudos to the team and Maine in particular for the Facebook part of it, but uh, really the rest of the crew too. So you mentioned crises when we're and Hurricane Matthew and Florence come to mind because we lived it. Uh, here in the last couple of years, and, and the team of us literally lived it in the basement of the Emergency Operations Center 24-7. That was where the best and latest information we had was going out. We, we worked closely with the police department, with the fire department, with the county uh, in terms of what's going on, and so that was a place to go. So if you went nowhere else, you went to the social media site to figure out what the city had. You know, what's, what's the best way for a person to make sure that they are getting these updates? How can they make sure they get those updates? They should definitely follow our pages. Um, we have the City of Fable Facebook page, and that is City of Fable Government, and we want to make sure that we use that particular site because there are other peripheral sites that individuals create that um, we're not responsible or cannot, we cannot vet that content. But the City of Fayetteville government, that is our Facebook page. We're also prominent on, on, like I said, Twitter and Instagram. And we're always looking for additional platforms that resonate with our residents to make sure we can get information out to them. So if there's new technology, we'll adopt it if we deem that it is something that our residents use on a regular basis. And I know that Sherry and I work very closely with you, um, producing videos as well that go up on to not only Facebook, but also on the YouTube. So to make sure to remind people to subscribe to us on uh, YouTube as well. And you get all the content, everything that you put up, um, as well as that Sherry and I uh, produce will be put up there as well so that people can subscribe. Uh, and get those latest information. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this inaugural episode of the Fable 411. I hope you learned a little bit more about the Corporate Communications Department and our role in forming the public and promoting government transparency. Be sure to subscribe to Radio Fayetteville, the City of Fayetteville's podcast channel, as we provide shows like this and other timely and informative updates every week. You can subscribe to Radio Fayetteville on Apple iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, as well as the Google Play Music podcast portal. You can also listen to every podcast that Radio Fayetteville has to offer by downloading the Fay TV streaming app, available now on Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and Amazon Fire TV. And you can view all of our video content by visiting FayTV.net. And to get information about city services, go to our webpage at FableNC.gov. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>